0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and with me today is my wife, Roz. How are you, Roz? Okay. Gee, Roz sounds kind of glum, and, well, we got home not too long ago from seeing... Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. So this is just kind of an impromptu episode I decided to do, talk about some of our reactions for the movie. We're not going to try to spoil anything, So at least nothing major. So why do you sound kind of glum, Roz? What what advice would you give someone going to see Star Wars Episode 7? Brain tissues. Yes, there are some things that happen in it. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll hurl.
1: You'll yell out, no, in the theater like I did.
0: Okay, it's not, you're doing it wrong. It's, no. No, it was, no. <laughs> but we're not going to get into that right now. So, when you first saw the the trailers for Star Wars Episode Seven, what did you think? I mean, were you excited? Were you just like, oh, it's another Star Wars movie? Were you like, oh, this is... Probably going to be something I'm not interested in, what were some of your opinions or your thoughts when you saw the Star Wars Seven trailers? I
1: was excited now. I just want to go see the next one so somebody at somebody's ass gets kicked.
0: Yes, <laughs> wow, you are taking it really hard, but anyways so yeah the when I, I did an entire episode on the Star Wars Seven trailers and When I first saw them, I admit I wasn't too terribly excited. As I started to see some of the other trailers, my interest was piqued a little bit more. And overall, I enjoyed the movie. What about you? It was a good movie. Bring tissues. Yes, but anyways. (laughs) So let's talk first a little bit about the characters. Of course, we had a lot of returning characters. Uh, Of course, Harrison Ford. Uh, Peter Mathew, I think his last name, the guy who plays Chewbacca. Of course, Carrie Fisher was there. Uh, Mark Hamill was in it for a little bit. And uh, Anthony Daniels. You C3 can't Field. say that. He he wasn't in it for very long. He did appear That's in That's a spoiler alert. Well, it's not much of a spoiler. But yes, Luke Skywalker does appear in the movie, but he doesn't get a lot of screen time. So, uh, personally... I have to say, for the original acting cast, I would have to say that Harrison Ford definitely stole the show on that one. I think he definitely gave the strongest performance in the movie, not just for the returning cast, but also of the, mountain, the new cast as well.
1: I will say my favorite character was Ray. I oh, think okay. it's the good to have a strong female character. Yes. I thought it was very cool how they did her character and everything, and then seeing
0: how she was. I agree. I mean, I thought that, it, as I said, it is nice to see a strong female character. Now, granted, of course, there have been other strong female characters in Star Wars. Of course, Leia has always been a strong character. Um, also, another one from the Knights of the Old Republic 2, though, of course, that's non-canon now. Thank you, Disney. The They officially declared... Well, at least back then, they officially declared that the Jedi Exile character was female, where, uh, you know, of course, when you play the Sith Lords, you are you can certainly do either a male Jedi or a female Jedi, but back then, anyway, the canon was that the Jedi Exile was female. And again, who knows whether Disney is going to keep that part of the continuity, because I... So I'm pretty sure that they decided that anything that doesn't happen in the movies or the Star Wars products they make is considered non-canon. But yeah, I thought I thought Ray was a really good character. What did you think of the new male lead, Finn?
1: He's okay. You know, I thought it was it, it's very interesting to see how they um, are going with the whole concept of you know Finn's character. I, like. I think it's it's an interesting direction with the whole um, explore. I like how they explore more dealing with the life of a stormtrooper.
0: Yes, and this isn't really a major spoiler, but, I mean, we all know that he was a stormtrooper because the first shots we see him in the, the original trailer, and hopefully we're not getting too much background noise. Uh, one of our dogs just decided to jump on my wife's lap and... Of course he wants attention. Too bad he doesn't understand we're doing a podcast here. But anyways, uh like I said, I we knew that he was a stormtrooper who, you know, was gonna be turning away from the uh the Empire, well actually the first order, but you know, and we saw that in the trailer. So the fact that he's a stormtrooper that goes good is definitely not really a spoiler for anyone. I do have to correct myself on one thing though. In one of my previous episodes, I said that I was kind of surprised that they showed him with the lightsaber and the promotional materials. I thought he was going to become a Jedi, but after having seen the movie, I'm not sure if they are going to make him a Jedi or not. What about you?
1: I don't know. I think that's yet to be said. They they don't leave it where you know definitely yes or no. Yeah, cause, I so, mean, no spoiler alert there, because we still don't know, and, you know, it's up for interpretation how you view the movie and how you see it.
0: Yeah, because he definitely can use a lightsaber, and I believe that they established in the uh, original trilogy that pretty much only a Jedi or someone who is sensitive to the Force can properly wield a lightsaber. I mean, in Empire Strikes Back, of course, Han was able to use it to slice open a dead Tauntaun so he could shove Luke in there to keep him warm, but he couldn't use it to like deflect blasters. And Who's
1: to say that he couldn't use it? That it's never really been defined or per the Jedi Code. There's no Jedi Code that's ever been written and they've never yes, said.
0: There is a Jedi Code. Well, it's more of a Has it ever been but- stated in the movie? Well, the... Here's the interpretations I've heard is that the reason that a Jedi can only use a lightsaber is that it's not weighted like a sword would be. All you really feel is just the handle. You don't really feel the weight of the blade because it's plasma or whatever. When
1: when did this get stated?
0: They mention it in the Wizards of the Coast version of... The Star Wars role-playing game, which, of course, thanks to Disney, anything in there is probably considered non-canon, but I believe that right. in, the, in the expanded universe, they more or less stated that the only one who can properly wield a lightsaber because of the nature of the weapon is someone who's strong in the ways of the Force.
1: Properly wield.
0: See, well, there's he-
1: a up for interpretation because you can use a blaster, you can use the um I, I don't see it as being the only weapon. I think Jedi were the only ones who had them because they were passed down and stuff. But if somebody got was able to get it, they could operate
0: it. I'm gonna have to disagree I, with you on that, but yeah, because it again, this is one of those things that's been stated, and who knows whether Disney's gonna keep it canon or not. But usually, a lightsaber isn't handed down. I mean, I know in the original trilogy, we see. Obi Wan handing down Vader's lightsaber to Luke, but the it's been established that the part of Jedi training is building your own lightsaber. But like I said, who knows if that's still considered canon? Uh, the stuff I remember hearing, and it does make sense that yeah, a, a Jedi would have to build his own lightsaber as part of his training. Now, personally, I thought that uh, the John and I. Boyega, I think, is his last name, and I know the first name of the person who played Ray is Daisy. I don't remember her last name, but I personally felt it looked like they had a lot of good on-screen chemistry. What about you?
1: It was good. Yeah. I just, I'm more intrigued by Rilo? uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is actually an interesting character. I'm glad they covered up his ears, because he has really... Big ears. Um, I'm used to seeing him more as far as the character on Girls, the HBO series. Yeah, I so remember
0: seeing a couple episodes of that. He's kind
1: of an interesting character on that, and he's kind of a dick, so to yeah. see him play the character on this, it doesn't surprise me, it doesn't shock me that he's a dick in, as far as... A jerk, evil guy, villain, whatever. A whiner,
0: because the couple episodes I've seen of girls, I remember Adam Driver being the character he played. Anyway, was kind of a whiner, so that's why I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get into his performance because I kept thinking, okay, he plays this whiny little snob on on bit on girls, so. You know, how is he going to portray a Sith Lord? But when you see the movie... Well, I can't say he's a Sith Lord. I don't think they ever specifically said he was a Sith Lord. But we know he's a Force user on the dark side. He's a bad guy. I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to pull off the role. But seeing... Well, once you understand the context of the Kylo Ren character, I personally think he... He portrayal it off well. Yeah, he he did pull it off well. And in... Now that I understand a little bit more about the character, I think casting him was a good idea, and it made a lot more sense. And But I don't know if you understand what I'm Well, it sounds like you understand what I'm saying. I'm not sure if uh, how the listeners are going to feel. But like I said, I personally feel he did pull it off now that we know the context of the character and we know a little bit of background about him. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about the feeling of the the universe that we saw. What did you think about the overall set design and the physical layout of the locations in the movie? Very cool. Yeah, I do like how they showed the um, old destroyed Star Destroyer, which of course we saw in the trailers. But another thing I liked is how they, on this planet, they showed the, the, I almost said the dead At-At, but it's not a real creature, so it can't really be dead. But they showed the, uh, there's a part in the desert where they show an At-At that's been toppled over and and destroyed. So I really like how they did that, where they showed relics from the original trilogy um, in there as well. So I just felt that was a nice little way to connect the movies. What are your thoughts?
1: I thought that was a good device for connecting, showing what happened after the um the whole thing that happened on Endor and what transpired. I think that needed to be kind of set and, you know, what, what would happen to space junk out there and what happens to it. You know, there's this society and it's to see that it just kind of crashes and goes where it goes and... That's about it, you know.
0: Yeah, cause the one of the problems with the remade version of Return of the Jedi is how they added the scene at the end where it showed various scenes of celebration as the Empire was was collapsing. They made it seem almost like once the Death Star was destroyed, boom, the Empire's dead, and now everyone lives in happy land, happily ever after. But as I recall, in the now non-canon thank you disney books they actually picture the you know the struggle against the empire lasting a bit longer so it's not like okay boom there goes the star destroyer now we're going to go party with a bunch of ewoks and now the Empire's dead
1: Mm -hmm. i would say also too it's this this movie is a lot more um humanistic it shows the development of like the prequels you know it explores that whole more what happened with the cloning Mm -hmm. it 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 delves into some of those issues with these stormtroopers and stuff and you actually get to you know here what a what a what the life of a stormtrooper was
0: yes because well they weren't technically clones anymore again, whether this is still considered canon or not uh, the because after the prequel trilogy, eventually they started phasing out the cloning project, and the stormtroopers stopped being clones, and instead they started being you know just people they recruited now they then, didn't recruit. Well, yeah, Taken, because, again, this is going to be a minor spoiler here, but during the movie, Finn mentions that he was taken away from his family at a young age to become a stormtrooper. So, again, I don't think they're implied to be clones anymore. It's just these are people who were taken from their families to become stormtroopers. And one of the things that happens, and, again, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler for the first, I don't know, like 10 minutes of the movie. But how can you
1: say that they're not... Possibly, as far as clones, you would need the human DNA just like they explored in the first one in order to make the um, the fighters and everything. I think that they needed more DNA structure, they just couldn't keep using, reusing the same one person <laughs>
0: Can't just use to be this. Django so, I think, DNA over and over again,
1: exactly. So, I think that it delves into that because I think. They started harvesting and creating more. That's why they were all numbered.
0: Yeah, and what? Well, I think the reason they were numbered is because, again, Finn Finn says that he was taken away from his family at a young age. And again, this is going to be a spoiler for the first few minutes of the movie. Uh, nothing too major, but Finn is a part of a a, a raid on, on on a small village. And this is where we first kind of tell that he's not really sure of the, you know, the, the the cause that he's fighting for. And after he basically makes his move to get away from the First Order, he the, Captain Phasma, not Plasma, Phasma, there I said it correctly, was saying to one of the other officers, or maybe it was Kylo Ren, I, I don't remember, but was saying that, it was mentioned something about reconditioning. So it looks like what the First Order does at this point is they said take people from their families when they're still young, and they put them through various mental and psychological conditionings to serve the First Order. And I'm sure eventually they're going to release books and comics that will explore that. But
1: what if they took him, got his DNA, started doing the clones, and he's the one that went rogue?
0: That is true, uh, though we don't know yet whether the new order uses cloning like the like the Empire did. Though said so right now, we do know he's the only stormtrooper that's ever actually taken off his mask, and that's something that uh, Captain Phasma actually scolds him for. Where again, early on in the movie, uh, she goes to him, you know, who gave you permission to take off your helmet? So I do like that, how they do show that these stormtroopers, at least in the New Order, they're, it's almost like they're taught to believe that they're just a nameless part of a machine, which could also explain why he gives his—he doesn't give a name when he first, we first meet him, but they just give them like a series of numbers and letters as their number. Now let's talk about another character we meet early on, Poe, who is a, an X-Wing pilot. What did you think of him?
1: He's an X-Wing pilot.
0: So you don't really see much of his character development yet? No. Yeah, in a way, he kind of reminds me of a young Luke Skywalker. I don't think they're going to show him as being a Force user in any of the other movies. I have a feeling they're probably just going to picture him as being a very highly skilled X-Wing pilot uh, soldier.
1: I bet you said the magic word. You said, I don't think... You know what happens when you say "I don't think
0: some the the opposite happens, yeah, <laughs> that is true, but did you have any complaints about the movie? Any yeah, criticisms? they didn't
1: turn off the lights early enough
0: <laughs> well, that was a the movie theater the the theater we saw it at uh when they were doing the opening crawl they didn't they left the lights on a little too long, so I mean they only, they turned it off like a minute into it, so it wasn't that big of a deal but What about the movie itself? Any criticisms or critiques about the movie? Anything you didn't like other than that one scene?
1: I wish I could have seen more of the creatures that were in the bar.
0: Yeah, they did have a bar scene similar to most easily. And that actually brings me to my major complaint about Episode 7. Now, George Lucas has said that He's often used a a cinematic technique where there are certain things in in the prequel trilogy that mirror things that happened in the original trilogy. Well, now in the sequel trilogy, at least from seeing the episode seven, it relied on a lot of very similar plot devices to the first one. And, it, again, I'm not going to get into that right now because I know the movie just came out a few days ago. I don't want to spoil too much, but that's my major criticism of the movie. And I'm going to give one example. Uh, this is, again, going to be a, kind of a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear it, you might want to forward a few seconds. But in the movie, they introduce a planet-destroying superweapon. I'll give you three guesses what happens to that thing by the end of the movie. The first two guesses don't count. Okay, spoiler done, but that was my major complaint about the movie is that there's just I said there was just too much similar to the first movie, it's just been redisguised differently. Now I suppose if you really wanted to look into it, you could go all Joseph Campbell and start, you know, doing the you know the hero the hero's journey myth, but that's not something I'm gonna get into right now. This is just kind of an impromptu episode, some of our reactions to episode seven. So anything in closing, Roz? Anything in closing. I wanted more Ewoks. (laughs) I don't know. Would you rather see Ewoks or Gungans? I want Ewoks. Yeah, who knows? I mean, well, it is possible they might bring Ewoks back because one of the things in the now, non-canon, thank you, Disney, expanded universe is some people talk of something called the Ewok Holocaust. Because after they destroy the Death Star above Endor, there's some fans that have speculated that all this debris would eventually come back down and hit the planet and explode. And no! Planet. no, it's just a fan theory, Raz. I, I I think they may have explored it in a couple of comic books, but there are look up Ewok Holocaust. No, Endor, look up Ewok or Endor Holocaust. That's um, how I
1: yelled in the theater too.
0: Yes, I know. That's just a theory. Some people think that after the 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 alliance destroyed the Death Star, eventually it would lead to the extinction of the. Hey,
1: could Finn be the product of some of the DNA from, um,
0: Lando Calrissian? Yeah, I don't know. We well, they didn't really say much about what happened to Lando. I don't know. I mean, since everything outside the movies is non-canon. Your guess is as good as mine, but I think we're going to call in an episode, unless you have any other closing thoughts, Roz?
1: Well, let's see. We okay, we don't know what happened to Lando.
0: No, we don't know what happened to Lando, so it should be interesting if they introduce him again.
1: Um. Boba Fett gets killed in the other one. Um, let's
0: see. Well, in the expanded universe, Boba Fett does escape the Sarlacc. No, he doesn't. Yes, he no, does. He doesn't. Yes, he does. Look it up. Well, but like I said, since that stuff's non-canon, who knows whether that's non-canon?
1: It. So, but Lando Calrissian would have been part of the Rebel Alliance. That is true. You know, and then let's see, what was the other key characters?
0: Those were the main ones Luke, Leah, Han, C3PO, R2.
1: But yeah, um, but we even saw the guy from, we saw the two pass, the lobster looking guy.
0: Well, that wouldn't be the same character, it would just be the same race.
1: No, it was the same character. Remember, you know? there was the one that they referred to him by his name. They had the same one. They had him in there, and they also had the one that had, like, the gills under his neck and stuff. I must that was that another one. that was a fire pi- fighter pilot, so they okay, had... Okay, now
0: I know who you're talking about. Yes, the what she's referring to in Return of the Jedi when they're doing the Death Star battle, there's the guy that's helping Lando co-pilot the Millennium Falcon, there's a member of that race that appears in the movie, though they don't say whether he's uh, whether he's the same guy that appeared in Return of the Jedi or whether it's just... I
1: bet it is.
0: We don't know. Maybe. It would be interesting if it, if it was. He but, would have
1: moved up in ranks.
0: Okay, co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon to uh, an X-Wing pilot. Yeah, I suppose maybe that's a step up, but well, we're going to call it an episode, so thanks for joining us. Uh, got any ideas for other topics, go to POIGamestudio.com. You can contact me there. You can contact me through Facebook. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and happy gaming.